This podcast is part of the Famous Original Podcast Network family. You can find us by going to www.fopnet.biz. Welcome. Everything is fine. This is a Good Place Podcast, brought to you by Nerdy Things Pod Productions. We are the Nerdy Boys. I am Tim. This is Kevin and Jules. Say hello, guys. Heyo. And this is Everything is Fine, a podcast dedicated to the hit NBC TV show, The Good Place. We drop an episode every Monday, which corresponds to one of their episodes. We caught off, caught up this last off season, but we're in season three now. Episode seven coming your way. We are on social medias. Everybody loves us on the social medias, especially in our Facebook discussion group. It is lively. It is fun. We have wonderful Maximum Derricks there who just follow the show and love to talk about it and interact with us and each other. And it's we had actually, truth be told, we had some tremendous contributions this week, which will actually play into the podcast. So thank you guys so much. But go to Facebook. Search Everything is Fine. That's the only thing that's going to come up. It's going to be us and uh, join and become Maximum Derek. You can go on Instagram at Everything is Fine Podcast. You can go to www.nerdythingspod.com as your essential hub for this podcast and all of the other podcasts under Nerdy Things Pod Productions, including Nerdy Things Pod, which is doing a whole month dedicated to Harry Potter. And it's friggin' awesome. Hooray. Also, at Nerdy Things Pod on every other social media on the planet. There we go. Hey, guys. Hey, hi. A lot of people really liked this episode that we're going to talk about today. Yeah. In the uh, Everything is Fine Facebook group. Some people were excited because it's back to, you know, the magic of, uh, you know, the good place, the bad place. They have some uh, flashbacks and stuff. And yeah, I'm excited to talk about this this week's episode. For sure. But we always begin by making a little call back to last week's episode. And, you know, I really struggled to come up with a question for last week. Like, what was the thing that we discussed that, that was just burning, you know, in my brain all week? Like, what, what, what would Kevin and Jules do under this circumstance? <laughs> and what it was is this. If you guys had to blow out a Subaru dealership, you know, make a Subaru dealership a destination for the world. As an architect, what would you do? Oh, it'd be um, life-sized bumper cars using actual Subarus. Oh. And can they, Kevin wins thinking, the question. I'm sorry, you haven't even answered, Jules. Kevin wins the question again. That's phase one. Okay, <laughs> just, just so we're clear. Phase one. Oh, man. Okay, so where I was going with similar, I was thinking like monster trucks because they're like doing stuff in Vegas and all that. So maybe monster trucks with Subarus. So it's just a Subaru that, with extra extra big wheels. I could see it. Yeah, big wheels. Like a yeah, definitely. And they have like a little park and uh, five dollar tickets for sure. Five dollar tickets this Sunday. Come I, on to the Subaru dealership <laughs> and watch this truck run over the other truck and jump sixteen other trucks. No, now, Sunday, Sunday. No, I'm sorry, Tim. You can't have it jump just other trucks. You've got to reverse it. You've got to have the Subaru jump over Truckzilla and uh, Gravedigger. <laughs> oh. Like you've got to get monster trucks that the Subaru jumps over. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's you all gotta, Subarus. You got to reverse it. Sorry. It's all Subarus. Come or watch the like, Subarus jump each other and play bumper cars. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Subarus all the way down. <laughs> or maybe like, um, I, I, I immediately thought roller coasters when he started the question, like a roller coaster somehow. But then you get into actual hollowed out Subarus and then just go. You know, and do the whole roller coaster thing. Yeah. So I mean, I could see that. that. Could you could, you'd have a little thing that like clamps over the wheels so people can bring their own car if they want to. That wouldn't that <laughs> oh, wouldn't boy. be terrifying or unsafe at all. <laughs> yeah, there'd be no um, safety hazards involved in that. That's actually a pretty good idea. Subaru roller coaster. That could be fun. Michael did columns, which was apparently the thing that uh, Mark was looking for. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that's the answer. And no bathrooms. <laughs> no, and no bathrooms. Oh, Okay, so yeah, so but, since we solved that problem, just came up with the greatest, yeah, I mean, if the people, the good people at Subaru are listening, <laughs> you're welcome. 
Um, how would you pimp out your Subaru? Let us know, or <laughs> let us know on the Everything Is Fine uh, Facebook group. Right on, right on. But without further ado, we're gonna bring you the segment that brought you here. We're gonna bring it because it brought you. We bring it with it every week. It's been brought in. <laughs> it's out of context. Oh, no. Quotes of the week. Jules, kick it off. All right. I got a few here. Dude, we can get mythical animals. Maybe I can get a penguin. <laughs> You're capable of human love. Congrats. Can we go now? <laughs> And then this one was written on uh, one of the books that they read. Philosophy for ding-dongs for morons. <laughs> and that one was funny. Nice. And uh, so that I, one. I had a couple. Um, I liked, those two are such forking dweebs. <laughs> and I have no real ability to gauge attractiveness in humans. And then, um, instead of retrieving the stick, he attacked my face. And the last one I need to I need to say is, am I dead? Is Sam the Eagle here? <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, an authoritative figure. I find that very reassuring. And finally, oh, no, gosh. I do have one more. Go through that makeshift portal. See if you explode. <laughs> uh, that nice. one too. You guys are always sleeping or chewing on something. <laughs> okay, that one made me stop. For like two seconds and I was like yeah that's that's very accurate check <laughs> tarantula squid tarantula squid tarantula squid tarantula squid <laughs> you are going to show me how thoughtful and caring I am or I'm going to rip off your head and shove it up wherever your butt should be <laughs> lizard why didn't I name you Oh, God. <laughs> of course we had horses, but they just pulled our carriages and performed in our horse ballets. Horse ballets. Horse ballets. We just went to Mindy St. Clair's, and when she wasn't trying to trick us into having a threesome, she filled us in on everything. <clears throat> oh, jeez. Shut up, Glenn! <laughs> Classic. And... <laughs> ugh. Oh, and God. that has been... Out of context quotes of the week. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, Kevin, tell us what happened this week, please. So in this episode, Eleanor and Michael go to the most abandoned building they can find, and that is an Arizona public library, uh, which is presented by Tostitos, brought to you by GoDaddy. <laughs> uh, nice. In this library, they sit down so that Michael can give Eleanor memories of the times that she was in the good place which was actually the bad place and rebooted and he blows her mind literally and then shows her that she is capable of love and she immediately turns that into something that she will use to murder him with and demands more and more and more uh, eventually they go to pick up the others uh, while Eleanor has a full-blown existential crisis about free will and in the end, they decide to find the most perfect human they can, and that somehow leads them to rural Canada. The end. Nice. Haven't you always wanted a monkey? <laughs> Inside the Tostitos Public Library, with only Jeff Foxworthy poems, Eleanor wants to see her time in the afterlife when she falls in love with Chidi. And there's some side effects. And a gratitude poster. Did you guys see that and in the, the background? One of the books. No, it, <laughs> I just saw the uh, the Jeff Foxworthy book that says roses are red and so is my neck. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, true, I guess. Gratitude. 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 Yeah. Inspirational poster. Gratitude. Um, yeah. yeah. So Eleanor puts the things in her ears and uh, all of a sudden she comes back on the other side of a three minute or three second clip and she looks like the Crypt Keeper and she's spitting teeth out in a bucket. My God, that was amazing. And and the fact that they come back after she's eaten the banana and her hair is fine, but just a little <laughs> smoky and her teeth apparently grew back. Like what? Yes. What? What? It was an inoculation. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, weird. Michael said he that you're gonna be re you're gonna be back to normal in about 20 minutes. It'll be fine, and 
I was not expecting them to go that far and do all that. And I was like, whoa, that's that's pretty insane. But I like how they introduced the whole earbud thing uh, and they sort of explained it in the past episode that, you know, Janet made this thing or whatever. And then now it's like, oh, here's Janet's creation. It's like, okay, we already know kind of what's going to happen. So that was kind of cool. Maybe they can come back to that um, for another instance or, or anything like that. Just the earbuds that can take you to different places is really cool. Such an efficient use of one little plot device. We yeah, can use really it for is. multiple yeah. things in multiple different episodes. Um, well, Eleanor could not pull off bald, uh, but we jump back in and <sighs> see Eleanor and Chidi playfully discussing philosophers when Eleanor gives Chidi a Kleenex, thus causing him to fall in love with her. I, I cried. I'm not going to lie. I <laughs> cried in that scene because I knew. I knew. It was just my heart was so full of love for them. <laughs> Oh God! And we we've heard this story before, right. where yeah, uh, you know, they talked about it, where he or she met his needs, and he was like, "Whoa!" But it's just a Kleenex, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's but you know, it's all about the intent. It's 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 predicting sure. his desires. It's being in tune with him more than he can even be in tune with himself. But I I, I will say. We knew this happened. We knew snippets of this story, the Kleenex part. We knew the part in Mindy St. Clair's. But I think it was cool kind of watching it, watching it all play out, especially those two back and forth, because we know several versions of these two characters. And this was by far the most intensely into each other they seemed, even including the one where... You know, he kissed her and, and, you know, when they were supposed to go through the portal and all that other kind of stuff. But this was just so natural and playful and flirty and just the actors really gave off the vibe very well i thought like right in from this scene the way she's looking at him you you got the vibe you knew it you, you knew it was going down yeah. it was happening as michael said we didn't need to see the rest predictably no <laughs> uh, eleanor did die young and unaccomplished we don't need to see any more of the afterlife from oh, this <laughs> yeah you see her just sort of notice like oh you're so good for me mm -hmm. or to me and she doesn't really know, like, how to handle it. But then she just goes in for it, for the kiss. And then it just goes on. And you see them just, like, just seeing them holding hands and seeing them look at each other. It was, like, super intense. And I believed it. It was super believable. Right. And I was like, wow, okay. But thank goodness Eleanor did talk uh, Michael into letting her put the earbuds back on. Because we got to see it's a magic pet day in the afterlife. And Jason wants a mythical penguin. Because uh, I believe they exist, don't you? Oh uh, Chidi can't choose a puppy. Eleanor has a lizard. And Tahani, of course, picks a centaur that looks and acts just like herself. I don't know why, but that lizard was perfect for of her. Of course. that it, it was just so good. I loved it. And isn't the thing... MVP of the episode. I don't know why either. Like... I, I can't define what it is about a lizard that is Eleanor-like or what it, Eleanor is this lizard-like, but it just made sense. Yeah, it's, it's obscure enough, and then it doesn't do anything, so, like, she wouldn't really have to take care of it. So she can, you know, like, old Eleanor probably had a lizard, because it, it's just <laughs> like, hey, you could just leave it there and feed it. Yeah, and, I mean, you, you know, can't tell if a day. lizard is showing affection or not, so it's the perfect sure. pet for Eleanor. Because if it did, she wouldn't accept it, and if it can't, she accepts that. <laughs> of course. Um, there you go. Kevin, sense, Kevin, yeah. just, nail right on the head. She, good job with the just hammer. Just seeing it on her, like... On her chest or her shoulder was fantastic. All, all, Every scene with that. All I could think was that that thing was just going to poop all over her constantly. <laughs> Which actually. Well, what's climbing on her head? If, if, if you remember during the episode Best Self, when Michael was describing the events of the time that they fell in love, he actually said she had a lizard. I made it poop all over you constantly. We don't <laughs> we don't see it in this episode, but everything in that episode was played out in this episode. Right. Wow. Yeah, they did. They're just so brilliant with this. You know, of course, mm -hmm. Chidi can't pick the dog. Spends two years going over between the two. So there's no dogs left. The dogs got claimed. And he has to pick between a giant snake, a tarantula squid, which we didn't get to see. And I think that's probably for the better because it's so much crazier in my head than it probably ever could be in real life. It was too and cute an for owl. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right? Oh. Uh, hmm. And an owl. 
and he wisely chooses the owl and the owl predictab predictably attacks him and sure talons his face <laughs> I, I, he should have gone with the snake though that snake was that was a baller snake is that bad <laughs> well you're a slytherin like okay no i mean like was that snake probably gonna kill him no. well i, or, I just no. loved his reaction Th there's three choices he doesn't know what the other two are and this is a guy who has trouble making decisions she goes a giant python he goes mm -mm. she barely has the words out and he goes mm-mm <laughs> <laughs> nope, not me. That's not happening over here. <laughs> oh man. Um, but Chidi, you know, even after getting attacked, he's he's going to. He's made his bed, so he's gonna bleed in it. Okay, there's no use in asking for help. This is all his fault. Except Eleanor, offers to go to Michael and advocate on his behalf because she likes him. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> Again, just the sweetest thing. The way he looks at her in gratitude and the way she looks at him like, yeah, man, I got you. You're cool. I love it. I love it. Um, but Michael doesn't want her to see anymore. It's clear that they fell in love. You don't need to see it. You can see the looks on their face. That makes him immediately suspicious to Eleanor. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, that's that's textbook 101. You know, you, you don't need to know uh, any sort of philosophy to know that. It's just right on his face. So we do take a dive back in. And of course, Eleanor wants to ride the Tahani Centaur. Because, oh, yeah. But that's not going to happen because it's a Tahani Centaur. Yep. <laughs> how, how would that even work? Like, is there... Uh, do you hug it or do you have uh, reins for it? How This is Eleanor. How would you? She would get on the horse part and grab Tahani's boobs and that's how oh, she'd hold okay. on. That's, yeah. let's call a spade a spade here. That's exactly that. what would happen. <laughs> Kevin's thinking hard about this, but th really there's no reason to go beyond that. That's exactly what would happen. Yeah, no, I'm just trying to figure <laughs> out like really, Centaur has never made much sense to me. No, I just don't. Yes, I just don't. <laughs> Even get if it, it wasn't Tahani, we don't know how. <laughs> like, how, you would ride a. How does a baby centaur suckle? Like, where is it? Up top? Is it down below? Like, what's you know you what? Got Do options. They have things like a cow. You got options. No, thank you. <laughs> you got <laughs> options. Yeah, you know what? I am immediately sorry that I asked. Thank you, though. <laughs> you brought up more questions than answering the one question. <laughs> I mean, listen, the real question is, is that Tahani Centaur going to be made to walk around in those flats all day or are they going to get her a pair of fancier shoes? God. Oh, boy. <laughs> but really, you know, Michael agrees and says, yeah, of course, Chidi can have another pet. That's not a problem if that's what he wants. He might want to wait, though, because tonight we're going to a party that allows you to turn into the animal so he can fly all around the afterlife here. Tahani, please host this party. Of course I will. Are you going to wear that? Oh my but gosh. Chidi has wanted to fly since the beginning. Right? That was the whole yeah. point. And then he helped Eleanor with the trash instead. <sighs> and to be fair, 99% of pretty much anybody would love to fly. Yeah. Like... I love how they're playing off this one thing. They've done it, you know, before whenever, you know, like you said, Kevin, he chose to not fly or whatever. But that's that's all we want to do in the afterlife. And it's super relatable. So it's like, OK, sure. We discussed this way back in the beginning. And I think really the next episode when I asked what, you know, you guys would want to do in the afterlife, we all made up an answer other than flying. Yeah. Am I right? Like we all just wanted to say flying, but that was boring. So we all had to make something yeah. else up. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Oh, man. Um, so we go back to Chidi and Eleanor's house. Blake, the uh, Jaguars penguin, is keeping Chidi and the owl company. And uh, Eleanor can't go along with them to the party because she has lost her damn lizard. Of course she has. I mean, it's Eleanor. It was just out there. It was just out there. It's the weirdest thing. How, f how far could it go? Can we talk about Blake, the Jaguars penguin, though? Let's let's talk about Blake Blake Bortles. 
Blake Penguins? Penguins? Mm. How do we say this? Bort Bortwin? Nope. <laughs> it's a penguin, which Jason. I mean, Jason doesn't even think is real, and he put a Jaguars shirt on it. It's the best. That's the only answer that was ever going to come out of that. <laughs> yeah, I don't even find that different anymore. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> that he's put that on everything. He's named everything Blake, right? <laughs> So uh, Eleanor says, listen, guys, go ahead. I, I just got to go find my lizard. I'll catch up with you. Go fly. Go scoot on ice or whatever Jason's going to do as the penguin. Um, and she's out there looking for the lizard, looking for the lizard. And then Chidi gives up his opportunity to fly and rushes to Eleanor, who pushes him in the lake. Why? Um, but then they make out. Uh, they do, which, again, in Best Self, Michael talked about how their first kiss was after a walk by the by the lake. Every every restaurant there was kebabs, and in the background you see the kebab patch kids restaurant. Like <laughs> every detail about this was laid out already. It, it's right. kind of There's, amazing. Except for They're the walk around the cannon. lake was romanticizing it a little bit. Oh okay, yeah. yeah, he didn't he didn't give all the details of that. No, <laughs> but this, this this is sticking to canon more than like. 10 episode or 10 season movies or whatever you know what i mean like it, it's so to the t and they're so amazing at crafting this story and knowing where they were gonna go it's doing a much better so job good. than like the walking dead per, oh, let's sure. say, you know something like definitely. that definitely um yeah let's not talk about that one <laughs> on this one I just I just love how the her first reaction is to get scared and throw him in the lake and he asks why on the way down. <laughs> why? This was like the time I was 14 and I was mountain biking and I went down a slope and I was going like fast to a point where I I knew I was going to crash into the tree. I knew that if I turned too sharp I'd probably just slam my leg against the tree. So all I did was go, oh, crap, a tree, and just hit it head on because it was the safest thing possible. <laughs> That's like fair. I just had enough time to say, hey, it's a tree, and then slam oh, no. right into it. <laughs> There's nothing you can do to stop the situation. Just go, why? No. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, Eleanor and Chidi then, you know, fall in love. They, they spend all their time together. They escape to Mindy St. Clair's. And after that, they confront Michael and say that love is stronger than anything he could throw at them. But it's not. And that's when Michael tells them he made up everything. And that gives Eleanor all the ammunition she needs to just write off free will as a concept in general. It doesn't exist to her now. Sure. And I love that we got a peek into the Michael that could do the maniacal laugh from before. <laughs> yeah, right. Like that, that was definitely that Michael. And I love that. And you can see that like douchiness and I miss that, but <laughs> I don't know why I don't like when we're doing flashbacks and the few flashbacks later, like he always looked like super pristine and he even talked about like, Oh, I used to wear this certain kind of shirts and cause I thought it made me look better. Those or something French like cuffs, that. man. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and i was like and we we get some peek backs into what he was wearing he doesn't look as like pristine and clean as i remember him for some reason he looks better now it's the bow ties i don't know yeah he, he okay. doesn't wear bow ties anymore he wears regular ties he looks like yeah. a regular douchebag where before he looked like a weird douchebag it's <laughs> it that's the difference bow ties he make was... you a weird douchebag he was now that's not true. He was settling into a style. You know, he he didn't know what earth style was, so he tried all the stuff he thought would be cool. Remember suspenders? How excited he was to try suspenders? Oh man. And so paper clips. And paper clips. They're the greatest thing ever. And <laughs> so once you try all that stuff, then you settle down and go, "All right, all I need is a clean button-down, a nice well-tailored suit. I don't need the bow ties, I don't need the fresh cuffs. Give me some wing tips, nothing too fancy, and I'm I'm good to go." You know? I do love Style the stitching on Tim. the lapels on his jacket. Like it, they it, are it good. is it is a clean look. Yeah. He knows what he's doing now. I mean, he's got it. He's got yeah, it all going do. on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Eleanor's like, yeah, it's fine. I'm incapable of love. I knew this anyways. Want to get some burgers? 
Yeah. Um, I, well, I, I love so Jules pointed out the book that she she pulled him to the philosophy book. Right. Yeah. But I, I have to make a slight correction because the actual name of that book is a complete idiot's guide to the cliff notes to philosophy for ding dongs for morons. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. It's top part. really Damn. tiny print, but <laughs> I had to point that out. That's that's even better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ba- what, what happens is based on Eleanor's extensive knowledge of both reality TV and philosophy, she applies the circumstances to the real world and determinism. So, you know, they go to the book, they start talking about it, and uh, she reasons that there's no such thing as free will because essentially all of her influences like her parents and and school and genetics made her do everything in the real world and then michael you you made me do everything in the afterlife and it's it's a really yeah. interesting conversation but we don't really have enough time for it right now because the porn crew is coming in uh, <laughs> which is totally a thing yes that just everybody's aware of apparently right the people that work there oh, yeah super aware i mean of this is yeah. the middle okay. of nowhere arizona what else are you going to do for fun can i ask sure. this question though why are they in arizona uh because that's where her mom was and they're waiting for everybody no. to come back no her mom was in nevada you were in nevada yeah i i was not unless i was transported by the wonders of imagination which i was so maybe i was in nevada well, I don't know. That's a different question, Kevin. Um, why were they in Arizona? Genuinely, though, I does it, do we have any theories as to why they were in Arizona? Because I watched the episode my my typical three times and I couldn't figure it out. I mean, that's that's where she's from, right? Yeah, or but, that's where she used to live. But they were yeah. in Budapest. But why be the, there? The other crew. They were in yeah. Nevada. Michael and Eleanor. Why wouldn't they just hang in Nevada and then the crew fly there? Why would they travel to Arizona? Uh, maybe she still has a place or. Somewhere to stay? No, she's dead, man. With? What's wrong with you? Right? Uh, I don't know. Tickets to Tempe are, are cheaper? Like, what's... I don't know. I don't know. I Where mean, do they get their money, too? I'm sorry. I there's anybody, lots of yeah. questions in my head now. Where <laughs> no, are they getting their money? She, she made. She won the lottery, remember? Yeah, the $18,000. That, that was nothing. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I could blow that in ago. a weekend. Right? Especially if you're in you? Nevada. Yeah, seriously. If anybody has any theories... Please let us know about why they're in Arizona. I mean, Janet could have like found the right slot machine to win them a true. lot of money. They just never said that. That's no, true. they could be playing scratch offs and stuff like that. Yeah, any theories or anything? Let us know in the Everything Is Fine Facebook Facebook group because yeah, yeah, we genuinely don't know why they were there. Spoiler alert: It's the patent on all the cool AI crap that Janet whizzed up for them when they were in uh, <laughs> Australia. So mm, believe me, there's no mystery there. Janet just made the it all happen. <laughs> the earbud technology stuff. Yeah. I mean, honestly, any of that. Like she could reverse engineer she, enough stuff that she could sell this under a pseudonym and no one would ever know, but she would just let the money roll in. Speaking of sure. since we're just since we're off on a tangent, speaking of the earbuds, how gross is sharing earbuds? What? I know, seriously. I, I got so, so skeeved out when Michael plucked them out of out of his ear and you hear and he, he's like, here. Uh, look at this and it's like no uh, no uh. and those those specifically looked if i saw the mold correctly at they look like they fit perfectly for somebody and then michael put it in his ears and i'm like oh they fit like it looked like his mold for his ears and then he's like here use the same no they were they were spongy and but then they had the little fin you know that locks into your um earlobe for security um nah never never earbuds it's headphones so maybe but earbuds no even that headphones freaks me out a little bit like when i was getting into buying the headphones out people were like oh buy used buy used you get so much more value and when it comes to audio equipment like in general yeah go used way more value but headphones yeah, yeah. No. no thanks man we, we established the- privately we established what my headphones did into a blank piece of paper and jules yeah. said Yo. his did the same so yeah yes. no thank you sirs um mm, this weird. brings me back to when the airpods first came out and they were marketing these things by two young people dancing together to the same music in a winter christmas outdoor setting and the one dude took the earbud out of his one ear and gave it to this other chick so they could share the music and dance together and i said that's the uh. grossest commercial i've ever seen in my life and if i were the girl i'd look at that guy and go you that 
that is sexual assault. You basic to, 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 to take your uh, earbud you're out basic. of your ear and put it in my earbud. Stop it. Uh, yeah, don't do that. Don't insert anything. Back oh, on track. Hey. Whoa, back on track. They take the debate to the diner, and Michael yells his defense to the entire diner My before God. he shows Eleanor the time that she sacrificed herself, the first time that she sacrificed herself to uh, save Chidi, which Michael, of course, never expected. Free will, right? So, did we ever think that Eleanor would be able to hold her own in a philosophical debate? No. I never thought this could be a thing. No. That's a great I mean, this point. This is like really yeah, cool no, to never. see. Yeah. <laughs> like never. she's actually making good points. Michael's trying to disprove her and they're actually like going at it. And I'm like, both of them could be, you know, sort of right. And it's really cool. It, yeah. It's funny because I'm listening to the argument and I'm like, no, Eleanor, shut up. Free will is a thing. And then when they got to this point, Michael made the best case that he had and if I were just judging this as a debate, Eleanor was winning. <laughs> There's no oh, yeah. free will. She was no. actually winning at this point. No, I, I think she's winning because of her personality. And she's good at doing that. So I don't know if it was like Maybe. enough, but like she's a good speaker. And she knows how to, you know, say it the right my way. My biggest but question. Yeah, she is winning. My biggest question about that whole scene uh, while they were in the Sandy Spoon Diner is what the <laughs> hell is an Arizona junk breakfast and where do I get one? Ooh, In Arizona? I, I don't want to go to Arizona. You've missed the point. I just want the Arizona junk breakfast. I, I had like a Wild West omelet or something Jules, at Denny's. You live in Texas. Every omelet is a Wild West omelet. But Fair also enough. it's at Denny's, so that's available, available everywhere. Um, <laughs> side note, uh, <laughs> welcome Angela to... The Everything is Fine Facebook discussion group. We just got your request. It will be approved momentarily. <laughs> Welcome. Everything is okay. <laughs> that was the best part. So My Michael is going to prove a point. So he takes them into Reboot 444, which is actually cheaty in some sort of oh purple God. space torture <laughs> bubble. Not the right one. We need memory 445, which is everything no, I, is okay. I like that one. <laughs> I like how that one ends, though. That one's uh, <laughs> that's what he says. He's like, "Oh, this one's good, though." <laughs> yeah, this is worth watching. Really good. But yeah, everything's okay. <laughs> the, he was so downtrodden. Everything wasn't fine and everything anymore. Everything was just okay. His ties undone. You know, we saw this one too for like a minute, and he just she, he just calls her in, and she's like, Dude, "What? What is? What is with you? What's what's going on in your brain? I just want to know." I just want to know. <laughs> I love that because I, I feel like he's done that a few times. Right. And it's just so good. He's like, all right, you're in hell or you're whatever. Okay, let's get to it. What What's going on? What's going on in your head? What are you doing? So speaking of Facebook discussion group, I was going to do this homework myself, but I'd like to thank you. Uh, thank uh, Darwin, who provided all of the information from Michael's little chart. Ooh, Ooh. So I... I I saw that and I thought about doing all of them, but I wrote down my favorite one. Now I, I feel like I, a nerd. Can I do the uh, categories first: bad memories, sure. family, enemies, and shames. Shames is the my only one with six. Were... The others have five. Of course, <laughs> huh. she has more shames than anything else. Of course. This one was under family. Dad forgot birthday, changed birth certificate, so he wasn't wrong. And I felt like that was a Kevin thing. I, <laughs> Kevin, I think you would go go there. I would do that. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorites was under shames, and that's the love of bare naked ladies. Oof. It was it was a smaller print, but yes, it's definitely there. I really took issue with the fact that that was in the shames. <laughs> ah. <laughs> that just shows me that Michael is not an all-knowing being because he clearly doesn't know the full extent of Bare Naked Ladies catalog. He knows one week and that's it. Michael, get into it, okay? Get into it. Now, I, I contend that it's actually just that Eleanor feels shame for that and that it is not a mm, shameful thing. Okay, so she doesn't know the Bare Naked Ladies back catalog. Anybody right. who feels shame or any ill will towards the Bare Naked Ladies, it's very simple. They don't know their back catalog. That's it. That's it. There's no other alternate answer. That's it. 
So go yeah. ahead, continue. I mean, honestly, I just think that like sexual attraction to Sam the Eagle under Shames, that's <laughs> again, that's more of a, a subjective thing. Like if if I were to explain to you guys that I was sexually attracted to Sam the Eagle, which was not which a, totally not, not a right? stretch, um, <laughs> that's not something I'd go to the bad place for. It's just something I wouldn't want out there. I'm not sure or about that one, farts. though. He's a Muppet. Shrimp farts. Shrimp farts. But hey, wait. so I really want to know where and what does the Mr. Peanut tattoo actually look like? I don't know. I'm stuck on the fact that shrimp farts is in quotes. So what is shrimp <laughs> farts really? <laughs> <laughs> There's so many questions from this. Oh, my God. I love the Neil deGrasse Tyson one-sided from his side feud. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then and the. OK, no, go. you. Uh, the Rihanna's bodyguard, and then we get uh, the end of that. Like we get the whole story of that later about how her she, her leg she licked her leg fell on. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then Princess Jasmine also one sided. One sided no notation on which side that's from. Fictional. <laughs> and this yeah, is this Princess is one Jasmine that, from like yeah from Disney yeah, World Aladdin or like the no from I know no, but Aladdin, like the movie yes that's why it says yes. fictional. Okay. It, it's not the woman who played Princess Jasmine because she licked her leg thinking she was Rihanna. No, this okay. is the actual fictional Jasmine. And and I relate to this one. Uh, doesn't know how to spell calendar, regardless of how many times she learns. I don't have a, spot, a problem with that word in particular, but there's a thousand others that I spell a thousand times and still don't know how to spell them. I'm sad that it's spelled yeah. correctly on the chart. Well, she didn't write it. it. It should have been crossed oh. out once, at least. <laughs> and, and can we just get on the fact that this is page 4,815 of 162,342? Right. I love oh, that. boy. Yeah. So once again, thank you, Darwin, for uh, doing some homework on that one for us. I greatly appreciate it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So let's see. Where were we here? Uh yeah, so Eleanor's um, basically countering Michael's argument by fulfilling the dreams of William and countless other Redditors who have predicted that this is actually Michael's torture and not the torture of the humans. And the mega demons are the ones that are coming to get him, but the, the <sighs> mega demons are actually controlled by tarantula squids, I think. <clears throat> I'm not sure if I have this all right, but what yes, else would that's it be? The gist of it, right? It's the lizard people that created the 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 cliffs of ice around the earth that keep us in. <laughs> yeah, that's the the flat earth thing, right? Yeah, sure, the flat. Yeah, the flat earth with the the ice all around us. Yeah, yep. right. Definitely. There's only basically this. There's only one answer, though. Really, at this point, because again, Eleanor's winning the debate. There's only one answer that Michael has. And that is to take the straw out of the drink first and then dump it, ice and all, right over Eleanor's head. That was pretty great. That was amazing. And he even says, like, that was my best decision. <laughs> that was ever. the coolest thing he's ever done. <laughs> he was so confident in that moment <laughs> that that was the greatest mm -hmm. thing he's ever done, that you are being so annoying, Eleanor, and that I am going to use free will to pick up our friends, which is the worst use of free will possible <laughs> it really is but he loves them I, yeah i just yeah i just love that like his uh reaction to everything that she's saying like this this is just a defense right. of you not wanting to feel love or not you know wanting to be vulnerable and he says i we all have free will and if we don't then what's the point then what's the point of us then what's the point of us trying to help people? Yep. And I was like, wow, yeah, okay, he's, that makes I, sense. I love that because he's sort of an outside observer been thrust into this, he's the most human of all of these people. Like, he's the most True. in control, but the most sort of, uh, um, I don't know, he has the, the most macro view of what's going on. I love it. Right. And mm -hmm. I'll tell you, the interesting thing about the argument that he made towards the end was, so in this show that involves itself around the afterlife and the consequences of life and death and and all those religious things 
We never touch on religion. We always talk, touch on philosophy. But the core of what he said was something that I closely relate to religion, depending on what you think that is. And he says, you know, if you think that free will doesn't exist, I think it has to, because if it doesn't, the thing that we're trying to do, this whole making the earth better, doesn't matter. So I have to believe that it exists. And I think that the, that's part of a, a, you know, a belief system is that, yes, you can apply all these logical things, but this is what I'm trying to do. And I have to believe that this is true in order for that to mean anything. And it was just an interesting mm -hmm. argument to make, but also a very believable one on his behalf. It's like, listen, I want to make the world a better place. In order for that to be true, I have to have free will. So that's that's what I'm going with. Keep your argument. That's what I'm going with. And he walks out. Sure. It was a very interesting way to to state that case. And like I said, he was, he was very confident about it. Um, Eleanor, and of course, is sticking around, but not for long because the porno <laughs> crew's coming in. It's just everywhere. It is. It's just everywhere. It's, it's, and is and it the same crew? Like, did they did they just wrap up in the library, or is this a second crew? They're switching scenes. Maybe. Maybe. I, that's what I can't figure same out. Movie. Weird. Weird know. movie though. If you, uh, if you ever watched the said, How I Met Your Mother episode where Ted Mosby, <laughs> the porn star, and he's he's been in the business for two months and he's done like 182 different films, yep. it gives you an idea of how much flipping around to different areas they must have to do in order to sure. record at the pace that they do. Uh, William said on the discussion thread, so the porn industry moved to Arizona after California instituted the mandatory condom law. Makes sense. <laughs> Ew. Wow. <laughs> Leave it to William. So they go to the parking garage or to pick up the others, and um, Eleanor admits that she had her blame hose out, but that she really appreciated that he dumped the iced tea because that's what she needed. And it made her realize that the Soul Squad needs to take it to the next level. And Michael agrees 100%, says that they need to find a human that can be a role model, that can be a an example to the rest of humanity. So guys, get out of the car. We're going to rural Canada. So everybody's consensus is Doug Forsett, right? It has to be Doug Forsett. He's the guy. Calgary stoner so? Doug Forsett. But how, guy, how yeah. is he... Outside of having made a, a very lucky guess, how is he going to be the model to humanity? He doesn't strike me as, the way they've painted him, the model to humanity. Oh, he's he's not. But for some reason, he got it right. And I think him and Jason are going to be best buds. Oh, God. I, I would love that, actually. Maybe. I mean, I could kind of see it, but I, I because because OK, 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 because Jason has always been super philosophical in the weirdest way that he said everything correctly. He said everything that Michael needed to hear at all the right times. He had the just the hand on the shoulder when he was a monk, when he couldn't talk. And that just made Michael just figure it all out and. Maybe that's going to be the same for Doug Forsyth. I don't have the heart to tell Jules that Michael knew that he wasn't a monk and was just playing along in that scene. Because he's done it because before, he's not wrong. You know I mean? in, it wasn't just right. The in future scenes, you're not wrong. But in that particular <laughs> scene, he was just playing along. Was he, though? Yes. Yes, he so, absolutely was. Was he, though? It, it very well could be Doug Forsyth. Okay, let, let, I'm not going to deny that that's the logical conclusion to draw. However... I went back in my brain and I tried to think of other Canadians that were mentioned and I couldn't, it was hard, but I, I swear there's something in there. It's, it's going to be a celebrity. Ladies, Tim. It's chicken of China, the Chinese chicken. It's Even not. before Diane said it in the, in the Facebook discussion group, I, I was like, my first thought was rural Canada, bare nope. naked ladies. And I knew you'd oh, go geez. there, but no, also no. And additionally, no. It's going to be Tyler. Uh, but in a shocker, Sean and his cronies have created a portal. To test it, they bring Vicky, Vicky back to life, who has no idea that like a year and a half has passed since she was locked up in the cocoon. And they insist that she go through the portal to see if her guts get blown up. I mean, they don't. I would if I were her, because what other option does she have? She's going to be blasted into a billion different atoms and put on the surface of a billion different suns. 
So she makes it through the portal. Logically, everybody else follows. Even Glenn. Shut up, Glenn. Fremulon. I was waiting for Glenn to get cut in half by that portal. <laughs> right. I really wanted the portal to just shut off with Glenn halfway through and just have a <laughs> writhing, wriggling top half of Glenn. Of Glenn. I mean, there's still time. I mean, yeah. They got the whole opening scene for the next episode. Right? So. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So so they can just... So, okay. They just build a whole nother door that is undetected, that's undetectable. Well, we don't know that. that nobody knows about. But at least yeah. nobody knows about it until they activate and use it. And very Minecraft style, I guess the other end just appeared on Earth and, and no one had to make it. I don't know how that works. Sure, yeah. Well, yeah, they exactly. had their best scientists and engineers on it, so. No, they had Glenn. Huh. <laughs> well, no, everybody helped. Glenn. Was, Shut up, Glenn. Glenn, oh yeah. <laughs> Glenn got a screwdriver, probably, is basically what happened. Where, Where is Judge Jen, though, by the way? Like, so, do, did Sean kidnap her? Do we, I mean, where is she in all of this? No, she's just, she's in her chambers. Just watching. She's probably with, with another burrito. With her yeah. hands, you know, tied, not not knowing what to do. Right, I mean that, she doesn't that have new, a way in. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, there's a new Sabrina show on oh, Netflix. She's probably binging that. Yeah, definitely, or something. definitely. Yeah. Man, um, so yeah, what? So they just made another door. Has this always been possible? Had they always had the technology? Have they done it before? Obviously not. But why wouldn't they have thought about doing it before? There was never a need. Like, uh, why did? Why would any of these people want to go to Earth outside of Michael? None yeah, of these people have true. an interest in it. Hmm. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen next, guys? What do you think they're going to do? Are they going to find these people? Do they have intel on where they're at, or are they just going to go straight to Canada because that's where Doug Forsett is, and they they already know like Michael would try to do that? No, I don't think Sean's a big Doug enough Forsett fan of the bare naked ladies to think to go there. Well, okay. I I would imagine that Sean has up to date information on where they are and what they're doing, so he would know their plan. He has access to a bad Janet, if not his bad Janet, then another one. Well, he was remember they they created a device similar to the one that Michael and Janet were using to follow what was going on on Earth. So they mm -hmm. definitely know. My question is, where does their going through the portal relate in? Not Jeremy Barry, but the real Earth timeline, the linear timeline, in terms of their knowledge of what Michael just said. So, did did they come to Earth knowing that they were going to Canada, or did they come to Earth not yet knowing that Canada was the next stop? Like, are they going to go to Arizona and then be like, "Curses, nah, we son, are just behind them." Ooh. That grass was not Arizona grass. They are already in Canada, my friend. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, they just spawn there? Maybe. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. So, so what are they going to do, though? I don't, they're, they're I don't know. Last humans. week I predicted they were going to go back and, and visit Chidi's boot friend or his brother. And they did Or something. And we did nothing with that. We nope. went back into the good place. Why do I even keep guessing with this show? That's my know. real question. <laughs> All <laughs> right. The real question for post-episode is why does Tim keep guessing? So guesses aside... Last thing we got to talk about, there was a whole thing on Twitter this week where they showed Janet with Lil Sebastian. Yes. I'm so sad that I didn't see Lil Sebastian in this episode. Oh. Do you know, well, I didn't see this Twitter thing. What? what? You know who yeah. Lil, Seba Lil Sebastian is? Well, I mean, I'm looking it up right now. Lil Sebastian. Oh, look. <laughs> this is the first thing that comes up. Yeah. <laughs> Lil Sebastian is in the yeah. Good place. He's from Parks oh. and Rec, and he actually died in Parks and Rec, and they had this whole big like memorial for for Lil Sebastian, where uh, Star Lord sang "One Thousand Candles in the Wind" because what's better than a candle in the wind, but a thousand <laughs> candles in the wind? <laughs> Maybe that's one of the. Uh... The animals that they got to pick. Well, that's just it. But I, it. I didn't see it. And so I'm so sad because I love True. Lil Sebastian. <laughs> Looks pretty cute. Mm. You, and but did you watch again to like look in the background? I, I didn't. I didn't have time to. But I yeah. didn't I think. Bet you, was he there? I bet you he's I in the background. I don't, if anybody huh. saw him, please let me know. <laughs> I saw the thing on, on Twitter, but it he didn't was... really mean enough to me to, to pay that close attention, unfortunately. Yeah, Lil Sebastian was the um, 
was was part of the crew that day. Yeah, right. He wasn't on screen. Extra, extras on set. Yeah. Uh, all right. Do we have anything uh, else? You guys have any other nothing. ideas? No, thoughts? I nope. just wanted, I just wanted to commend them for consistently making philosophical thoughts and philosophical discussions and bringing up these ideas in a very fun way. Because I mean. I I don't want to speak for everybody that watches the show, but I'm pretty sure maybe more than 50% of the people that are watching it would never watch or intake this sort of philo- philosophical thought if it wasn't in a show like this. So they're definitely bringing it to a different base of people. And that's super cool. And bringing up all these ideas. And it's fantastic. And this one was a heavy one with, do we have free will? And it made it fun. So come commending them for their efforts in doing that it's a fantastic show are they doing for philosophy what big bang theory did for nerd culture yeah bringing it to the mainstream yep yeah we're about to get into the philosophical generation everybody be ready for it (laughs) awesome but (laughs) And, and this also does this also feels like it is the beginning of the end of the season so it makes me sad. Like I we know. finally have a, oh no, here it comes. Because, you know, every season about a couple episodes out, some big things about to happen. You can start to feel the buildup. And I think this episode was the start of the buildup. Agreed. The finale. Agreed. So I can't wait to find out what happens next. We have to wait till next week. Uh, but as always, thank you guys for being on this journey with us. This is Everything is Fine, a good place podcast. We are on social media, join in the Facebook discussion group. We're having so much fun there. So get on Facebook, search Everything is Fine. Go to at Everything is Fine podcast on Instagram. Go to www.nerdythingspod.com. Join in on Harry Potter Month at Nerdy Things Pod on the other social medias. And we are part of the famous original podcast network at fopnet.biz. That's fopnet.biz. And we got merch and stuff too for all you Maximum Derricks. We have uh, I'm a medium person shirt. We have a bunch of other ones. We have a, a Maximum Derricks shirt. If you are a Maximum Derrick, tons of shirts and tons of uh, designs over there. NerdyThingsPod.com and click the shop tab and that'll take you right to that. Right on, right on. But as always, guys, have a great rest of your week. Bye. Bye. Dutch here from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. My co-host and I want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about all the crazy happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results. If the idea of hearing three semi-intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, just not where you buy your weed. Boys from the underground.